Welcome to The Leaky Nib, a podcast about pens. This show is not suitable for work because swearing is encouraged. It's like a pen show, but it's a podcast. Welcome to episode five of The Leaky Nib Podcast with special guest. Hey, Matthew. Hey, Matthew. Hey, Matthew. Hey, y'all. <laughs> So we're back, episode five, hey part guys. two of Hey Matthews interview. Yes, sixty we, minutes. We sent him 60. home back to South Carolina and flew him back here two weeks later to on record the second jet. half. On it, a, should on be, leaky it should be known jet. that because of the lack of sponsorship for the leaky nib, that I had to pay for my own airfare. <laughs> so you didn't take the jet. Yeah, he didn't take the jet. No, the but we have a jet. jet. No. Oh. So for future Next guests, time, bro, yeah, just look, you can be on me. our podcast, but you have to fly yourself to Indianapolis. <laughs> yeah, you can rent our jet. Yeah. It's five thousand. I'm trying to give you guys a sponsorship, but, yeah. so just stop talking. Okay. <laughs> Net, NetJets can sponsor yeah. us. Yeah. Yeah. No. <laughs> Sponsored by NetJets. Oh exactly. my goodness. So how have you been for the last two weeks? Since I haven't we seen last you for you. ten minutes. Yeah. How's it been? I mean, I, I peed during the break. So good to know. And we had a cookie. Oh, a cookie. It was, not a, it was a good cookie. It was a grocery store cookie. It's a good cookie. It's decent, right? It's a decent it, cookie. It does the job of like that quick sugar fix you exactly. need yep. to get you through the day. Mm-hmm. I'm going to grab one on the way out, too. I'm, I'm already thinking of grabbing another yeah. one. Yeah. And Kat's making a face because, plot twist, Kat's really a communist and doesn't like cookies. Uh, I bet she <laughs> doesn't even really like cats. That's a lie. Do you like brownies? Uh, this, this answers Cupcake Girl's question. Sandra, Cupcake Girl. She's amazing. Asked us a question for this. And what was the question? Chocolate chip cookies or crack brownies? Ugh, cookies. Ugh. You like brownies? I or? realize no, what no, I'm about bro- to. Brownies s- are like totally amazing. I like the brownies with the crunchy edges. Mm-hmm. I realize what I'm about to say is probably going to get me into trouble at some point. But I would probably eat anything that Sandra makes. She's totally gonna. Her, you're you're gonna regret saying that. I feel like her like cupcakes and stuff that she brings to pen shows. Mm-hmm. Like she'll be like, oh, I made this, you know, like chocolate whatever with a bourbon ganache, ganache and like yeah. a whiskey, whatever whiskey sugar. And I'm like, I don't care. That's Fantastic. what she gave us in Raleigh, isn't it? Just put it in my mouth. That's what she said. That's what she said. Take a shot. Anyway. <laughs> Yeah, like she's like tries to explain. It. I'm like, I don't care what's in it, just give it to me. She's so also that's what she said. <laughs> yeah. No, no, they're only they're only three inch brownies. It's bite sized. Right. She's. Right. I agree with you. <laughs> yeah, it's fun. It, for fun those size, of you keeping up, anytime, anytime we say that's what she said, you have to take a shot. So we're hoping you'll all be drunk by the end of this episode. That's what she said. <laughs> <laughs> See you in the ER. Uh, <laughs> Your stomach pumped. Oh no! So anyway, um, to answer Sandra's question, I would prefer crack brownies, but I just am like a not cookie person, and I know that makes me horrible. So what what would be your go to dessert? I realize this is supposed to be like an interview for me, but what is it, Cat? We're your asking go-to? the questions here, Matthew. Nope. For, what would like, be what any would you dessert? pick? Yeah, like if you weren't going to get a cookie or a brownie or whatever, like what would you get? Pistachio gelato. Ooh, that's good. That's good. I bougie? also like that's bougie. It's bougie. I also like creme brulee. Yeah. Good lord. You are a communist. What? It ain't right. It just ain't right. Um so we all we are all going out tomorrow evening for my birthday. Happy birthday. Wow. 
I'm so old. Ooh. I'm not really 20, that old. 22 years old. 22. I just have only been drinking for a year. I'm a baby. Wow. I'm Doogie <laughs> Hauser, actually. Reversing. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, Benjamin Button. Um, and, and, <laughs> Benjamin and we're going button. to my favorite restaurant in Indianapolis called Napoli's. It's a Italian, like fire, say, whatever. Say Napoli's, Matthew. Napoli's. No, say it. Napoli's. There you go. Oh there, Lord, thank you. Anyway, thank you. And they have, this they is how I get, I get amused by this shit. This is what gets me. Is is Matthew yeah, talking in accent? Fart, fart noises, and I'm just like talk like a southerner, but like pour it on heavy. <laughs> I mean, I'm so easily amused. Child doing Sunday. Yeah. Go for mama and get it something to eat. Oh my God. <laughs> <laughs> I understood that too. What you guys can't see is Matthew now is wearing a shit eating grin on his face. I'm so happy. <laughs> yeah. Because we're like the northernmost southern mm-hmm. state, so right. we, I can understand enough of that. Uh, for, that uh, some for, people, for the record, though, we, we don't eat shit. <laughs> it's a common misconception with southerners. <laughs> Yeah, so anyway, I'm going to get pistachio gelato tomorrow because they make it, and it's amazing. They make it in-house? It's in-house. Gelato, that's like free-range like organic. fancy ice cream? It's like fa- it's like it's fancy a, ice it, cream. It's that Italian. Italian. Italian ice, ice cream. cream. They make it with lots of butter. Yeah. <laughs> Funny thing, uh, there were these um, older folks that lived on the first floor of my apartment building when I was in college, and um, the lady, they would always ask me if I was hungry because they knew I was like a single guy. And one night, the wife was like, hey, she's like, Matthew, have you eaten? And I was like, no. I was like, yeah, I'm fine. She said, because he made Italian spaghetti from scratch, and it is good. (laughs) And I'm like, Italian spaghetti, as if there's, like, another kind of spaghetti. Brazilian spaghetti. Brazilian spaghetti. (laughs) The the Canadians are known for their spaghetti. Exactly. (laughs) Maple syrup on it. (laughs) (laughs) Or or, uh, uh, poutine. Poutine. Didn't Elf eat Yes, he did. He put maple syrup. Maple syrup on it. It's one of the food groups. So we are back and we have more questions for you Matthew well hopefully I have more answers um last time we touched on the fact that you are a graphic designer and do a lot with brands and brand identity so we wanted to talk about this for people who may be looking at rebranding or have their own business or whatever um do you have any tips for people getting started to help create a clear brand identity yeah, so um, one of the things, you know, as with anything, you get what you pay for, right? Yeah. So, like, just because your nephew has a copy of Photoshop and, you know, like, can do stuff, you know, I mean, like, maybe he's super talented. Jimmy but... worked really hard on that. Exactly, exactly, <laughs> yeah. So, you know, like, be willing to spend a little bit of money on your brand because you have to spend money to make money, and having a, you know, having a great brand is definitely helpful because as much as we try to, um, you know, kind of tying it back in with the end of the last episode. As much as you want to say we don't judge a book by its cover, we absolutely do. Mm-hmm. Your brand is so important. And um, have a clear vision. You know, nothing um, makes a graphic designer's job harder than when you come to them and say, like, hey, I want a logo. I started this, you know, whatever company, and I have no idea what I want. Just help me out here. <laughs> no, no, no. Do what, you know, like just whatever you think would be best. Yeah, see, that never works because every time I've tried to do that with a client, they're like, no, they no, no, that's it. not what they I want. Or like yeah. clients will come to you and say, um, I, I don't really know style. what I want, but I'll know it when I see it. Ooh. That's like the Supreme Court so, with pornography. I love your style. Yeah. Do something in your style. <laughs> yep. 
I know when I see it. Have a clear vision would be my biggest thing. Like Mm. go to your designer with a vision for what you want your brand to be. I mean, if you took the logos off of everything in a grocery store, like left the labels, but like just took the name off of it, you could find all of your favorite brands. Right. Yeah. Like, you know, you you know you could pick out a Heinz ketchup bottle or like, you know, whatever, Captain John Durst butter bread. What is that? Y'all don't have that here? What? Captain no. John Durst? No. You don't? Wow. You calm down. What is he what even else? talking about right now? You probably don't even have Duke's mayonnaise. I don't know. I, I don't know what well, he's saying. saying words I don't believe are real things. I think. Next question. I think, <laughs> I think it's a Southern thing. It must be a Southern thing. But, um, so, like, I've always been told it's helpful to tell a graphic designer, whoever's doing your design should be a graphic designer, um, like, maybe like five words that describe what you envision your brand? Like, is that helpful or is that yeah, like so, a bullshit? And I think a something? lot of that falls on the designer as well. You know, I always hold sort of like a little call with, with clients at the very beginning to, so that I can kind of understand what it is they want. But, um, you know, I can't drag it out of mm-hmm. them. Yeah. And so, you know, just having that idea, you know, look at other logos, look at other companies that do what your company does. Um, you know, to see kind of what's out there, what works, what doesn't work, and then, you know, kind of go from there. But, yeah, having that clear vision, having a good mission for your business is kind of what I would suggest. So. What kind of stuff have you seen where they just have it completely wrong? Like, oh, my God, your your idea of what you should do with the brand and they're doing the complete opposite where, you know, it, it's like harmful to the client or, you know. You know, so this actually came up a few years ago. Do you guys remember when Gap tried to rebrand? Yeah, I remember hearing about it. It was awful. And people yeah. like lost their minds over it. <laughs> I'm going to sneeze so bad. If there's a sneeze, I apologize. Okay, continue. So anyway, um, so there's not really one specific example, but you know that is an example that I could think of is, is the Gap rebrand. And that's where... You know, they sort of rebranded just for the sake of rebranding. There's no yeah. real reason for it, you know, like right. um and and so so you know, I think that sometimes um change isn't always good. So what are your biggest tips of like things to not do with your branding? Start with something really basic, like don't Oh, so don't use Comic Sans. No swastikas. You know what? <laughs> Everybody God. hates on Comic Sans, but I think Comic Sans has its place. Get the f- holy no. Where go in a, home. in a comic book? Do you like papyrus too? And like, I don't like menus papyrus. of Greek restaurants. I don't. I don't. I think because next, to go- next door, there's I mean, I papyrus think that, everywhere. I think papyrus for used for the menu of a Mediterranean restaurant is like, or a spa is like roughly the equivalent of using like a weird Japanese style font for a. Japanese restaurant like it feels what font would we use for um, cosmic sushi <laughs> probably Futura. some probably some, your favorite probably, font probably Futura, I, I guess but you know Futura I don't think that's my favorite I feel like you use it a lot lately I have been it's not my favorite I don't think I have a favorite font what but, but I will say it again I think that Comic Sans has its place where? I, I, city maps? City Church roads? Bazaar? Church Bazaar. What does that even mean? You know, like they have a sale for the church to raise money for the missionaries? What is happening? 
happening <laughs> i don't i don't know like a flyer like, a, like we're a, having a fish fry and we have it's in yeah. comic sans yeah why would a church use comic sans because it's better than times new roman i don't know like it's on the computer it comes with word oh my god comes you're with not the word. serious right None of this is serious advice, is it? I actually, I actually don't hate Comic Sans as much as most people. Have you seen do. the documentary Helvetica? Yeah, 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 yeah. Yeah, I just yep. watched it with Abby a couple weeks ago or it's a really month good. ago. It's really, really, really yeah. cool. What's, and it, what's some take-home messages? Uh, it's Helvetica font is fucking everywhere. Well, yeah, yeah. it's amazing, Durr. But people like who don't know this, it literally is almost everywhere. It is almost it everywhere. Is right. So many places. But and that's like a good example of just sort of like what timeless design can do for you because it's like you know Helvetica is everywhere and we just don't even notice it right because it's so good and it's so clean and it's so approachable that people don't even realize that they're looking at Helvetica right so I'm like a big Dieter Ramos fan and I yeah. like I love like good design where it's good design you don't really notice it yeah. and if you notice it there's like papyrus or you know comic sans yeah. so that- gold leaf round photography logos are like the worst to you mm-hmm. yeah what do you think of that and don't use a photo in your logo i oh. hate when people do that yeah what? like people will use like a photo of a flower like use a use an use a graphic of a flower like an illustration, yeah. illustration of a flower yeah. but not an actual like people will use a little square photo right. of like a flower and they usually distort said photo what's the thing right now where you have like the crossed like two crossed arrows oh, yeah. oh, the and, they'll have, and they'll have the stuff mm-hmm. and like, like that's every, real hipster Mm-hmm. But breweries use that a lot. But like, do they not know that every other brand around them also uses it? Yeah, and see, I think that's where you have to, Trend. and I think that falls on the designer to sort of explore brands that are maybe similar to what your company is doing, or you know, just explore brand trends in general. Um, but I think what happens there is someone goes on Creative Market, downloads a pre-existing logo template, and fills in their stuff. Exactly. So it all comes down to what Matthew just, said, which is... actually pretty well done, though. Is it? I, actually I think like they changed lot. it. Yeah, I actually yeah. really like that. I won't, I won't throw them under the bridge, but it looked like shit before that. But. Yeah. I think I think the the point is spend money on your brand. Yeah, design. spend money on your brand and, and be... Don't DIY your brand. Yeah, be discerning about... Because the first thing people see is your logo. They see your brand, whether it be on a business card or the front of your building or your product packaging. And so, like, I think if you're a little bit discerning and you're a little bit... Um, sort of thoughtful in your design choices or what you select for your design that that, that can go a long way. So you work in like municipal stuff too. I mean, do you do you do you like notice on like street signs where you're like, holy crap, that's really good, or oh my god, that's terrible? Well, I think that the street signs in Sumter, or at least the Sumter signs, look good now, right? Yeah. So we recently re uh, entered into this whole. It's a whole big thing in the city of Sumter where I live, um, and I'm a graphic designer for the city of Sumter. Um, and we are redoing all of our wayfinding signage and adding wayfinding signage hmm. throughout the city to direct people to landmarks and whatnot. Well, part of that is we replaced all of the signage entering and exiting the city. Um, with na- like new signage that matches our wayfinding, and it's all DOT approved, which our old signage maybe wasn't. Um, wasn't and people 70s. are losing their minds Why? that we are replacing these oh. 3D wooden signs. Oh yeah, yeah. You know, with these new, very minimalist metal signs. 
that are really cool. I think they're pretty cool. I mean, I designed them right, so I think is they're it? pretty cool. <laughs> he designed but, the yeah. sides. But, well, but I, I want to see a photo of these. Yeah, well, I'll, I'll, yeah, I'll have to get you guys a photo. But, yeah, so, but again, you know, it, that's where we got together. We created a clear vision for our wayfinding. We wanted everything to be cohesive and to make sense. And so we created these, this co- sort of sign oh, cool. creation, um, these that, kind of sort of sign package. Too? What is that? Your logo on the on the city of Sumter? That was the logo they had before okay. I got there. Okay, yeah. cool. But mm-hmm. you did this, right? I did that. Yeah. Because otherwise, really there'd cool. be like a skull on it, and he'd have right. A, yeah, he'd have a little socks. A little People, something. by the way, the the logo you did for me, the, or the little oh, the lemur the illustration, little, the the king lemur is fucking hilarious. Everyone was like, his socks. I love his socks. So, uh, confession, I'd put socks on everything because I can't draw feet. <laughs> Which I think is great because, like, unless you're Quentin Tarantino, you don't really like feet. So who, right. who wait, really wait, wait, shit? what? Quentin Tarantino likes feet. He has a foot fetish. He's a foot fetish. Did you see uh, Once Upon a Time in Hollywood? Yeah, uh, no. It's a great movie. Until now that you've heard this, you're going to notice all the feet. <sighs> There's a lot of dirty hippie feet. <sighs> Which, if you feet. like feet, is great. But if you don't like feet, it is. Yeah. Mm, give me them toes. <laughs> God, I gotta... I'm gonna just sit back where I came from. So last episode, we were talking about mechanical and analog, and Mm -hmm. we started to go down this rabbit hole of, like, vinyl and what kind of stuff you use that is analog to kind of get away from the digital stuff you use daily. Um, I know you're a watch guy, because when we met in Atlanta, we both bonded over watches. That's right. So what is your current... What are you wearing right there? I am wearing an Omega Seamaster Professional Ceramic, Ooh, which nice. is my, it is now my daily wear. I consolidated the entirety, oh, let me give it a little jingle in the, <laughs> I, gave, I like it. I, I consolidated mo- the majority of my collection into one yeah, I like this. sort of piece yeah. that would be this sort of heirloom quality timepiece that I could carry and wear. Uh, and, and people sort of cringe, but I wear this if I'm working, cutting the grass, crawl around under my house in an attic. Like yeah. it's think, a watch, it's a tool. Right. It's, I mean it's like a pen, right? Like what good is a Mont Blanc if it's just sitting in a pen stand on your desk? I think there's a big correlation between pen people and watch people because I'm I agree. If right. if you have a really nice watch or a sports watch like that, it's not right. something that's uh you know, only a dress watch, but a sports watch, you should wear it all the time. Right. And yeah. you're not abusing it, but also if it gets nicks and scratches, those are your nicks and scratches and it ages exactly. with you. So I totally agree. And the people who keep stuff in a safe and go, well, I only wear it once a year. It's, that's like the fine china sure. that your grandma had. Yeah. And, like, you know, no and one, I think... I just don't like that kind of stuff. I think you should use it. Yeah. And I think you know? the sort of the crossover between, you know, pins and watches specifically is, you know... I could tell time with a $19 Timex just as easily as I can tell time with this multi-thousand multi-thousand dollar Omega. And I can write just as well with a 10 cent Bic pen or a free pen from a hotel room as I can with a $500 Mont Blanc, right? So there's this, it's it's just like any other hobby, you know, there's this great I don't know, there's like this excitement of having, you know, something a little bit nicer, you know, having this kind of luxury item. Yeah. And so well, and it's something and you can keep forever and love and pass exactly. down. And I think that's kind of the question. It's, it's kind of the same with cars. Would you wear it or use it if no one else was around? Right. Yes. And you would. And I would I still would. I'd still write with the same pens I have. 
you know, and I don't want people to know what stuff I have sometimes. It's like, yeah. it's kind of nice because it's, it's all about how it makes you feel. Exactly. Yep. Which, is, which is the right position. It's yeah. not like, a, oh, look what I have, blah, blah, blah. No. And I'm a sucker for mechanical things. I mean, my dad was a mechanical engineer. Before I was a graphic designer, I went to engineering school. And so I'm, a, I'm really drawn to machined pens, things that are, you know, made well, machined well. Yeah. Um, so, you know, for me, watches just have this sort of kind of awesome. And that's an automatic, engineered. right? It is an automatic. Yeah. 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 So I'm uh, apparently um, in the wrong crowd because I'm wearing an Apple Watch. I'm not important enough for an Apple Watch. I had one. Yeah. I have one and I wear it a lot, but I it's starting to kind of piss me off because it does it doesn't do the things I wanted to to do fast enough. But what I do like is that I can keep my watch or I can keep my phone on the table and walk away from it and I don't yeah. have to like constantly be checking it. Mm. Yeah. For me, like I um I have a lot of analog in my life, but a lot of digital and I hate carrying a pager at work mm. i think that is the worst thing and when i have it on my hip a lot of times i don't feel it vibrate and if i have the beep on i get like horrific amounts of like anxiety about the beeping and i'll hear it at home even if it's not going <laughs> off they're fucking loud and it's and it's just yeah. like i i remember the first maybe year I would hear, even on TV, like something vibrating, like a vibrating something on a table in a TV show. And I'd be like, oh, I'm getting paged. Like, ugh. So your pages come through your watch. Just so like, yeah, I, yeah, I downloaded an app and then it actually vibrates on my wrist differently than all of my other texts do. Oh, It'll be like, and I'll be like, ah, I'm getting paged. And then I have less anxiety. Yeah. But it's the I mean, same. It's all about the tools you use, right? Yeah, right. So like yeah. what works in your life. And for me, an Apple Watch didn't work, but. It's cool. Like, sure works. I sold watches for five years at Fossil. I mean, I know that's not oh, right, right. nice watches necessarily. I mean, it's not not nice watches. It's not an Omega. Not terrible But watches. I can appreciate a good watch. I was the queen of selling the most have expensive you, watches in the case. So. Have you ever tried on, besides like maybe that, have you ever tried on a, a really nice watch before and like worn it around at all? No. Okay. Have you tried on that before? No. When you try it on, you know like how good it is. You go, oh, that's something different so it what you're telling different. me is as a fountain pen user i should look at watches mm -hmm. it's an it's dangerous i should get a rolex Better take that up with your financial advisor <laughs> my financial advisor is going to advise me to get out of fountain pens yeah 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 we may i may or may not have celebrated my birthday a little hard with a pretty expensive baby can we talk about this? yeah can we talk about that okay what'd you get well let me just let me just unzip this she said. That's what she said. <laughs> pull it out. Also. Also. Out of the sleeve. You have to pull the sleeve back a little bit. <laughs> oh, no. <laughs> I don't want any more dick jokes. We're talking about fountain pens. This is a fountain pen podcast. This was this my... This is a family-friendly podcast. This is my birthday present to myself. And for everybody that can't see what your birthday present is. This is a Nakaya Naka Eye Galaxy <laughs> Milky Way. Okay. It's stunning. It's really crazy. It is, in, it is one of the most beautiful pens I've ever seen. It is It is amazing. It's so low-key because it just looks like a black pen at first, and then you're like, wait a second. Is and that then a it's got this, like, beautiful... And it's not that it's just this rotten... If, like, if I can talk about this for a second, Go right? Ahead. It's not that it's, it, that it's rotten. It's this, like... 
gradient of Rodden. They did such a good job sort of tapering off the design so it's with got these the, finer and finer mm-hmm. pieces of, of shell. Like big, thick abalone wrapping right, around abalone. the center of the pen, and then it gets thinner and thinner and thinny, thinner as you go out. Yeah. It is a, it, it is, it's gorgeous. Black Arushi lacquer and Rodden. It's, it's killer. It's phenomenal. It actually looks good in the studio lighting in here. Look at that. We have um, lemur purple in our lights today. And it totally makes the abalone look good. Yeah. I don't think there's a lot of it's situations where that pen's going to look. Thank yeah, you. Happy birthday, by the way. Are you going to stick that in a cupcake later? <laughs> no. <laughs> we don't discuss this. He said pr- with a pen in his hand. Yeah, we, we won't discuss what I did with this. But this is also my, I took my medicine boards and no, no longer have to study. I mean, I have to study, but like, I don't have to study hard. I mean, that sounds bad. I don't have to spend eight hours a day holed up in my office doing flashcards for my boards. I still will study and read every single day because being a doctor. Right. But this is like a combined, I had a birthday, finished residency, and took my boards pen. Which you'll find out the result in three three to six months. Three months. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, that was that was fun for Abby to wait for those. Three months. But yes, so did you see it? Yeah, this is... It's a beautiful pen. So, I mean, I guess that's the point, right? Is you can use anything to serve your purpose for yeah, writing. Because I'm sure some people own these and they buy like a really nice Mont Blanc and just to throw Mont Blanc under the bus again. But someone buys a Mont Blanc, they never open it, they stick it in the closet and they don't write with it. It's like yeah. a collector's I mean, how piece. many of those have been given as gifts? Like how many people have received a, a really nice high-end pen as a gift for some promotion at work or, or whatever, and then they just, like, it's on a desk in a stand. It's never inked or used, right. and it's, it becomes this almost more like a trophy or the, a symbol of whatever it was that, you know, they received it for. So Yeah. So I know I'm supposed to be answering questions here, but I have a question for you, Kat. Yeah. So does this new pen mark a shift in your collection? <laughs> what do you mean? I mean, so is this is this like, is this the top for you? Is is this like a one off, or do you think you're going to oh. restructure your collection to be more? Restructure is a good word. Yeah. Uh, yeah. To be more of of the same or similar sort of harder to find one offs. I don't think I'm going to restructure in that. Like, I don't really want to get rid of any of my pe- too many of my pens. I, I have a few lower price point pens I could see myself not having, but I would like to acquire um, some other exciting pens. Okay. Um, I would love to have some more uh, Rodden in general and so more Arushi. So my question for both of you right now, what's at the top of your wish list? Well, I did just get the Sailor Bung Box limited edition Vega recently, and that was like something I wanted. John oh, is now That's Googling the white one that you posted. Yeah, yeah, with yeah, the yeah. rod and fingers. Yeah, 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 yeah. Um, the top of my wish list now. Uh, John, you answer that and then we'll come back to me. Mine's a Hekatamanuri uh, Nakaya mm-hmm. with a music nib. Which which shape? I don't I don't think they make the one that's the crazy dorsal, not the dorsal fin, but the... Um, hold on. <laughs> oh, the faceted, the deco? No, the, not the no. faceted one, but it's got like almost like a triangle. Okay. Hmm. I forget what it's called, but I don't, I don't know the kayak because right? I don't... I, I thought don't, that was the dorsal yeah. too. Is it the dorsal too? I'm not sure. But yeah. there's there's a couple different shapes, and I think they discontinued one, or they bring it back okay. only occasionally. 
but I'd love to get a Hecatominary. So something Hecatominary, something Large, no-clip, with a music nib. Interesting. Yeah. Music nib. Is, music. That a, is that more of like a desk pen for you, like a letter it'd writing? Go, it'd go in a case. It's never yeah. going to carry in a pocket anyway, so I'm not going to kid myself and put a clip on it. Because right, I look yeah. at it as, as an aesthetic. It's never going to get carried in a pocket. Sure. Okay. Mine, I Cat. think, would be um, like the platinum black one with rotten all over it. Mm, like little bits of rotten. Those are so pretty. In. It's super gorgeous. I, again, I wrote with one of those in St. Um, Louis. Honestly, if it's Urushi and Rodden, I probably want it. I'm also really looking forward to finally getting a Jonathan Brooks Urushi. I'm They're going so to ask this him to do... He, he doesn't know this yet, but hopefully he'll be able to do a Midori Tominary for me. Gotcha. Which is like green, for those Very of you cool. who don't know. Heki Tominary is like a like a olivey green with brown, and then the Midori is um, like a, a bottle green with black. What is on the oh, top? Oh, I do like the Midori Tomin. That's it's really, good, that's really good. John just saw it and went, Whoa. That's really good. So do you like, okay, quick question. We have to ask Matthew what his wish list pen is. Well, he's our guest. We don't really care, do we? Get that Nobody <laughs> cares. I'm kidding. What is, What's the top of your wish list? Currently, hey, Matthew. Uh, is actually the Sailor King of Pen Ebonite. Just nice. Just black, mm -hmm, just like mm -hmm. a super classic. I think that shape is gorgeous. I think the... Lack of any cap bands or, you know, any kind of jewelry right. or adornments is really kind of a fun shape. So that that's kind of where, that's kind of kind of my next. Next step. And it's funny because everybody's like, oh, this is my grail pen. But there's always another one, right? There's always another you know, it's grail. Like, or do yeah. you buy the top yeah. and then work your way down? But there's always a next <laughs> pen, right? Once so, you buy the top, you find there's a new top. Yeah, there's always a, yeah. So, um, yeah. That's yeah. cool. I think, I think it's reasonable. I mean... You could say like a pilot emperor with all the maquillage on it. And those are ten grand. I mean that. Right. That's not something that you're at like. Oh, that's aspirational. But some people, uh, to me, I think for all of us in this room, we go. It has to be something we actually want to use daily sure. and not just be a habit to have it pen. Right. Yeah, that's cool. I like it. That was an interesting question. Thanks. Hey, Matthew. My pleasure. So speaking of questions. We actually have a number of other questions that listeners are wanting to know about you. So let's go ahead and go through them. The first one, the first one's actually apparently for me. This is from a friend of the show, Oscar Judd. He asked, what happy dance slash strong, strong drink slash hella good nap slash fancy pen did you indulge in after boards? Um, well, we talked about the pen. <laughs> Um, hella good nap, I slept like a baby. And strong drink, I drank a bottle of some pretty not great Riesling because it was in a black cat bottle. It's literally shaped like a cat, and I wanted the bottle, so, so I drank there we go. it. Branding. <laughs> it's now in my office, and it's cute. Um, so I didn't have a very good drink, but that was just two days ago, so I'm planning on having all of the good drinks this weekend with all of our pen friends. The next question is from Kimberly, friend of the show, at All the Hobbies. What drink do you avoid to not get a hangover? Tequila. For me, it's tequila. Good tequila, bad tequila? Doesn't matter. What kind tequila, of tequila? tequila. Straight. I mean, I know that connoisseurs of tequila are like, like bullshit. You yeah, know, like, say but that. like for me, like tequila just gives me a ruthless headache, like a terrible hangover. Okay. Cannot do tequila. Cat. Won't. Makes your clothes fall off. 
Uh, I would probably say tequila. I like tequila, but I will be hungover as fuck. Yeah. Yeah. Margaritas with tequila in them. Or scotch. If I start drinking too much scotch at a pen show, it's like all the sugared. I feel like just does mm. a number. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I could see that. Kimberly had another question, and I think that we've sort of answered this already ourselves, but this is for you, Matthew. What's your favorite thing to doodle or scribble when you try a new pen or ink, and is there something that you write it when you start a new notebook? Yeah, so my go-to um, pangram. Is it pangram? Yes. Yeah. Pentagram. No. <laughs> Pent- my go-to pentagram. Hail Satan. Uh, uh, Hail Satan. <laughs> That's what I write every time. <laughs> Hail, Hail Lemur. Hail Satan. Hail Satan. The Dark Lord is amongst us. He is waiting for your tribute. Welcome back. <laughs> um, okay. What What do you write, Satan? <laughs> so my go-to pangram is astronaut Quincy B. Zach defies gravity with six jet fuel pumps. Okay, what <laughs> and what does that great. mean? What does that mean? It's just it's just what I write whenever I get you know. Can you say that one more time? Can <laughs> there's 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 no there's there's no trick here. Hang on, just let me say it again. Okay. <laughs> say it again. You want me to start over? No, I just want you to say the pangram again. Oh, astronaut Quincy B. Zach defies gravity with six jet fuel pumps. How the fuck did you come up with that? I think I found it online, maybe or something. I don't know. I tried to write my own one time, and it was absurdly long because I kept like I would be like, oh, I need to figure out how to use a Z, so then I would use a Z word, and then I'd be like, oh, I need to figure out how to use an X, so then. I'd use an X word. And so could you say astronaut? What was his name again? Quincy B. Zach? Or yep. Astronaut Quincy B. Zach Does. defies gravity with six jet fuel pumps. On his way to get cosmic sushi. <laughs> yeah. Let's add it in. All right. We're not having a cosmic sushi. I also yes, like. Yes, we are. Is it going to be like cosmic bowling where there's black light, like day glow on everything. Please the say yes. Also, up, I think yeah, in episode absolutely. two, maybe you mentioned some other words that I write. They're in, like, you know, they're in all of people's notebooks at, from pen shows, but I like the word feather a lot because you can do interesting things with oh, the flourish the, the on soupies. the R. Yeah. yeah, if you've ever been near Matthew at a pen show, your notebook will be covered in all sorts of... Feather, astronaut, minimum. Maximum. Maximum. Hmm. Quincy B. Zach something something jugs. Astronaut Quincy B. Zach defies gravity with six (laughs) jet fuel pumps. It's not jugs. Something to do with jugs. (laughs) Dolly Parton's sister defies gravity with jugs. With jugs. J U G Z. Yeah. Z Z Z. Get you the Z. Yeah. Dolly Parton's. Yeah. (laughs) Uh, we also have another question from Tony. When's he going to give me something new to spend money on? You selling, well, just, you selling stuff? What you selling? I mean, most recently I did a little Pink Robots print. Whoop, whoop. That There's a few left at heymatthew.com. Uh, it's a limited edition, and it's sort of the end of the Pink Robots era, I think. I think I'm retiring Yoshimi and the Pink Robots after this. So It's been a fun run. So, so, what's, so what is so, next? So, so t- next is I'll just drop my 
cash app handle in the show notes and they can just send me money and I'll you, find something to send back. Do you have a premium Snapchat to sell on? <laughs> premium Snapchat. I do. For up close nib shots. Yeah, right. Just the tip. <laughs> just the tip. Oh, that's what she said. Iridium only. Oh, yeah. shit. Um, uh-huh. So what's the Pink Robots idea, this new um, print that you're selling? So this new one is... Um, a pink robot head. It's the head from the pink robot's pen, and it's just the head of the robot in a jar with these like various parts and pieces and cables and stuff. Oh yeah, I do like that. Yeah. And it's sort of just like, you know, like Yoshimi wins. And I mean, I don't know if we ever really win like whatever it is we're battling, whatever our pink robots are, but like we have small victories mm-hmm. throughout life, and I think it's fun to celebrate those. And so that sticker and print is just a way to celebrate the pink robot head in a jar on your shelf. What is the title of that piece? Brake fluid. Because I assume that you, like, preserve a robot head in brake fluid, it seems. <laughs> what else would you use? Oil, but that's so dark. I don't know. What break, color dot is brake fluid? Dot four. It's like yeah. amber. Yeah, it's like nice. an amber color. So, so I don't correct know. with the, the yeah. print. Yeah. Yeah. Um, or just Robert Oster motor, motor oil. Motor oil. Right. What I really appreciate about that um, new piece in the Pink Robots series is, like, in your original piece, Yoshimi is small and the Pink Robot's really big. Right. But somehow its head is now fitting in, like, a mason jar that you could imagine is, you know, not very big. Quart-sized mason jar. <laughs> I like that. I think Old that's jelly like really, jar. <laughs> I think that's really interesting that like once you've battled your robots, like it's not actually that big and it, you can put it in a mason jar. Yeah, this yeah. is really deep, man. It's yeah. good. I didn't really know the backstory on this at all. To be totally honest, I had no idea. Yep. I just thought it was like, oh, I like pink robots. I'm like, that's cool, whatever. You know, I didn't know the yeah, song. No. I didn't know the... Yeah. Yeah. Yep. That's really cool. Yeah, it's really, really neat. So, okay. So, Tony, I think you maybe already have pink robots. Yeah. But we'll gladly give send you, you that premium Snapchat. I will gladly give you that premium Snapchat, and I'll mail you various sundries <laughs> as I see fit. I love it. Can you put nudes on like a vinyl record? I can. Okay. What? Like on the cover? No, like in the vinyl. Can it like do visuals? I don't think vinyl does visuals. I don't think you that's taking a thing. acid. It will. You could record. <laughs> You could record his voice describing one and then put that on the vinyl. Oh, see? We're just coming up with ideas left and right. It's horrifying. Um, there's also a question from fellow artist Joey Feldman. Mm-hmm. He he wants to know, how did you get into barbecue and would you eat a human eventually? Uh, no, I would not eat a human. <laughs> I mean... He said, I, he said eventually. I, I in, say... In, in, in my client's defense, I it says say eventually. no, but like... I mean, like, if you get hungry enough, like, you'll eat anything, right? I mean, I I'm pretty hungry right now, to be honest. Please don't eat me. And barbecue sounds great. Barbecue is barbecue fun. So, I didn't really get into barbecue. You're In the South, you're sort of, like, born into barbecue, right? <laughs> yeah. So, it's just this thing that we do. I mean, we celebrated my daughter's first birthday with a pig, what we call a pig picking, which uh, is an entire pig basically what? laid out on what? a grill and cooked all night. And then everybody just goes up and eats off of it what Good they want. Lord. It's amazing. You've been to a pig pick? No. Do you guys like coat it with stuff or is it just like... No, you do the sauce on the side. Proper barbecue has the sauce on the side. I mean, there's seasonings and stuff to cook it with. A lot of times they'll throw vinegar in there. It helps kind of tenderize the meat, break things down. But really like proper barbecue, proper ribs, whatever should be sauced. 
So what's the stuff where they're like painting it on with like a paintbrush or like overnight when they're like reapplying yeah, so lacquer? Like when I like when I do barbecue, when I do really long cooks on my smoker, you know, like a ten or twelve hour cook, I will mist whatever it is I'm cooking with, you know, like apple juice or apple cider or something like that, just to keep it moist, keep it from drying out and just like mm-hmm. you know. You don't want to make jerky. No, yeah, you don't want jerky, but you okay. want that bark on the outside. So that's the thing is like for me, the bark on the outside of barbecue is like. That's like the icing, man. It's God, like the it's good, so it's good. like the good. It's just Ugh. so good. The cat is horrified. Uh, so anyway, so but uh, like competition barbecue, like they will paint on these like this beautiful sauce because then you get this almost like this like for ribs, for instance, you get like this candy apple red mm-hmm. finish. That's mm-hmm. I mean, it's beautiful. Mm-hmm. It's shiny. It's enticing. But that's competition barbecue. Barbecue like 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 eating barbecue. Yep. Yep. You know. Shoo-wee. <laughs> God. Oh, oh my God. I'm such a yeah. northerner, but man, this is enticing. Yeah. I'll come I'll come to the Mason Dixon line for this kind yeah. of stuff. Yeah. Come anytime. My, um, I'll cross over. My cousins own a farm. I'm from Nebraska and we're from Omaha. Oh, hey. Oh, oh, hey, just going to sneak oh, right past oh, you there, baby. Oh, 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 oh just going to sneak oh. sneak on right past you. Um, oh, yeah, no, for sure. So, yeah, no, for sure. <laughs> oh, yeah, no. Yeah, no. <laughs> no, yeah, no. So, I'm from Nebraska, and I'm from Omaha, which is um, the most reasonably populated part of Nebraska. The rest of Nebraska is basically not populated. There's, like, Lincoln has, like, 250,000 people in it, and then, like, Grand Island is, like, 50,000, and the rest of it is really small. Um, and so, uh, my family is from Nebraska as well, but they're from a little bit... Um, outside of Omaha, which is all farmland. If you've ever driven I-80 across the state or across the country, there's a really long stretch of tumbleweeds in the middle of Nebraska. And the highlight is the llama farm on the south side of I-80. I fucking love llamas. I love llamas. They're so cute when they spit stuff. Oh, so adorable. But um, where was I going with this story? Oh, right. My family owns a farm, and one of my um, cousins is a pig hog farmer. So I grew up with Mark would have butchered his own pigs and made it into pulled pork. Apparently, it's like the best pulled pork ever because it was like a brand new pig that he killed right then and there and mm-hmm. then ate it. Mm-hmm. I, 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 Freedom. <sighs> top of the food chain stuff, baby. He's top of the food chain. America. That's right. <laughs> so, yeah, Joey, to answer your question, you know, I didn't get into barbecue. Like, I was kind of born into it because it's just what we do in the it's South. It's the most American thing ever. I'm, it is. I'm not into barbecue. And then I, I like barbecue so much that I've decided to start cooking my own barbecue. And so I've been So what learning. smoker do you have? I use a Primo Kamado ceramic grill. Basically, it's like a big green egg. Okay. So yep. it's like a cheaper big green egg or better? Um, about the same. About the same? They're, yeah. They're so that's all I know about barbecue is you either have a big green egg or... You buy it at the store. Or you get, I mean, you have like smokers. I mean, my father-in-law has a grill that we cooked 15 racks of ribs on it at one time. Holy shit. Okay. You, pu- you pull it behind a car. Damn. A truck. It's it's beautiful. Well, I think our, work next, our next pen meet, we're going to have a barbecue. Yeah. And Kat's going to show up at the end. You can eat the potato salad. With, people put with, bacon with bacon in, in it. No, nobody puts bacon in potato salad in, so in South Carolina. The, well, maybe here. I don't know. That's weird. Indiana. Yeah. yeah it's always. Yeah, we do. Yeah. Indiana food, I think, is different than South Carolina food. Yep. So speaking of questions, I have another one for you. 
This is from Tumbla La Puma on Instagram. This is regarding Tomoe River paper and its general proclivity towards wrinkling. Um, ah, yes, the crispy paper. The crispy, crispy. What are your favorites with marker or watercolor papers? I'm guessing this is because they are not a huge fan of the wrinkly, wrinkly Tomoe River. And right. what would you use instead? So... Um, I one of my, I mean, my go-to paper for folded nib stuff is usually is usually Rhodia. Um, I really like Rhodia paper. It wrinkles less than Tomoe River, and it's a little less temperamental. You don't get as much sheen. Um, but um, for you know, like art pieces and whatnot, I typically will go for like a Strathmore Bristol or. Um, you know, like a hot press paper or something like that. That'll hold up really well to a lot of liquid, a lot of ink. You use hot press. What? You use hot press paper. What did I say? You said you use hot press paper. Cold press. Sorry. No, lots no. of people use hot press. I prefer cold press. Well, whatever. Um, well, I mean, just I like, like my the, medium. the sort of that really just dense, mm -hmm. like rag paper that mm -hmm. holds up to a lot of liquid, a lot of... Yeah. Um, also, there's like some multimedia papers out there that are mm -hmm. really great for markers, especially because markers are brutal mm -hmm. on almost every kind of paper, especially if you're using like Copics. Mm -hmm. They They're have solvent to be the Copic paper. They're just awful. Yeah, I uh, I agree with you. I like at least 140 pound paper for watercolors. Yeah. Um, and if I'm gonna do real art, I'm gonna use art paper yeah. but i like the crispy crispy wrinkly tomoe y'all ready for this hold on i have a traveler's notebook with a tomoe river notebook in it that is almost completely finished and i've been using it for sort of doodles where i'll write something and then go over it with a just like a wet brush so it's actually not even really watercolor it's just me putting ink on or water on my ink and oh listen to this Hold on, let me take this thing down. You don't need to. It doesn't stop anything. Uh, <laughs> it hits me in a good place. It makes my scalp all tingly. We've now entered the ASMR portion of the podcast. Okay, let's wrap this mother up. Oh. Oh. <laughs> oh. That's... Oh. So. You guys ready to rock and roll? Last okay. episode, we talked about what Ellen Griswold would use as a fountain pen. And this episode, we have um, two characters that we're going to talk about. The Stranger Things characters of Hopper and the character played by... Winona Ryder. Who I forget her name. Joyce. Joyce. Joyce and Hopper. I love this so much. So those two are my favorites in that show. I mean, Winona Ryder is a babe, right? She's great. Yeah, totally. And, and Hopper's totally my favorite. He's also a babe. They're both babes. Let's let's be real. It's babelicious with those two. Do you like a shirt that he has in the third season? Oh, yeah. Like the... Uh, the Hawaiian. The Hawaiian <laughs> the guys shirt. Like, so good. What's that shirt you're wearing? Like, I'm trying a new thing. <laughs> yeah. It's so good. He's trying. 10 out of 10 would buy that and wear that. I wouldn't look good in it, but... 
you should buy it and wear it. Yeah, can you please wear a Hawaiian shirt to the pen meetup? I was going to wear a kilt to the next pen show, but <laughs> with a Hawaiian shirt, I, I'll do it. Okay. okay. So, what would Hopper? Let's talk about Hopper first. What do you guys think Hopper would have? I think. Well, I feel <laughs> like Park. I, I feel like Hopper would have like his dad or his granddad's like Parker Fifty One. Oh, interesting. That's, interesting. It's that's that's a yeah, yeah, like yeah. super classic. Yeah. My answer sucks my, now by comparison. So. In his uniform pocket, though, I feel like he would carry a Parker Jotter. Mm. Oh, yeah, I can yeah. see that. I can see that. So I would say like a municipal water department disposable pick pen with their name oh, on it. Oh, I don't think he would be that, like, I don't think he would be that low, like, on uh, the Have, you seen, have you seen where he lives? I mean, he lives in a shack. I mean, I don't know. He seems pretty basic B. But like, I, feel I, like, like, I feel like he's like Hopper, though, like, he cares sort of so little about materialistic things uh -huh. that, like, the fact that he would have his granddad's... Or his dad's fountain pen that was maybe like carried during wartime or something mm. would be, you know, it's a sort of like prideful thing for Hopper. That's cool. I like that answer better. I was going to say like a tactile turn because it's just like rugged like him and like really 1980s interesting. 1980s though. It has to be around in the 80s. Well, but like that idea of a pen. Right. Oh, which yeah. is where the Parker Jotter kind of comes. I think, yeah, I think, which and, I think and so Parker, once you said yeah. that, I was like, that makes sense. I like, think Parker right. Jotter because in the my answer. mind, he he would be the kind of guy to have something like that. That's right. rugged, and so that I couldn't think of anything that was like a tactile turn from the '80s. Matthew wins because he's a product of the '80s. So Joyce, what would she? I'm sorry, Winona Ryder. What would she have? No, no, Winona would. You know, Winona, like as Winona, would have something fancy as hell. But Joyce would not. No, so she'd have the municipal water department mom. big pen. Yeah, she's a single mom. She, I mean, she's. You're probably right. It's probably like, I don't even know, like a, like a, like a paper mate, whatever. So yet again, the answer to both questions is not a fountain pen. Not a fountain pen. Dang it. I got it. Well, okay. Let's think about all of the pens that exist right now. Like, if she had a fountain pen, would she... Well, like, I mean, like, if she did have a fountain pen, I mean, even, like, even like a, a more period fountain pen for her, I mean, they were they're much older than, than when the show took place, right? But, you know, something, like, a little bit less substantial than, like, a Parker 51, so, like, a, like a 45. Uh -huh. Something mm -hmm. a little more petite and, Ooh, like, a little more... a Parker more, parquet. Like a parquet, yeah. Yeah. I could totally see her have a parquet. Or an Esterbrook. An like Esterbrook purse pen. Yeah. The purse pen size. Yep. I yeah. could see her I having see like now. a. I can see this. Yeah. yeah. See, like that's what I'm saying is just because like you, if you don't going, think. Like, just because they wouldn't carry it. Like if you're going to give them one, like like Hopper, oh, would, yeah. Hopper would have yeah. his granddad's yeah. fountain pen. Yeah. Totally. And and Grace. I'm being too nihilistic Joyce about this. Would, I'm like, yeah. Did I say Grace. <laughs> Joyce. Joyce. Same thing. Anyway. Joyce. Joyce I think you're right. Have, like an Esterbrook. Would have yeah. maybe like an Esterbrook or like a Parquet, something a little bit smaller, a little bit more for dainty women hands. No, no, no. I meant I meant more like affordable because of like her sort of. Income so bracket. No, so no, uh, Hopper would have the Parker pen for men then. <laughs> the Parker pen for men. It's like the most that you know. What? I'm changing my answer. That's the worst thing you can do for your brand is to be like blank, blank, blank have, for women or blank, blank, blank for men. Have I you think seen you're the right. ad for it? Oh no! Don't oh, do God. it. Please. Have don't. you seen this before? Is it real? It's a real oh, thing. Oh fucking hell, man! The Parker is, pen for men. I'm, oh I've seen the one for so, women. I'm so happy just, right now. Just, just, uh, it's the I don't worst know if it was thing you've ever heard. It was for women, but all right, everyone, brace yourself. Just keep going west, and when you get to Port Madison, Iowa, 
You'll arrive at the Schaefer Pen Company, which up to now didn't even know it was on Broadway. <laughs> but if you can't make that longer trip, just go to your nearest store. Looking for a man's gift? Something different? Not too expensive? Something he'll really go for? Well, here's the newest gift you can give a man. It's Schaefer's PFM. Oh, pen Schaefer. For men. Oh, the yeah, first sorry. fountain pen ever designed exclusively for men. He'll like its new, bold styling. He'll like its solid heft, its Key. man-sized grip, a perfect length for writing. And wait till he sees that exclusive inlaid point. This one's 14-karat solid gold. It writes the way a man's pen should, with unmistakable part. character and authority. And he'll be intrigued with Schaefer's exclusive snorkel pen filling action. Ingenious drinks up a man-sized barrel full of script like soda through a straw. Man-sized. <laughs> Even the lady's going to appreciate this new loss-proof clip. Yeah, it she's like, oh, the clip's cool. Fabric. And see how neatly it fits straight up and down in his pocket. That's trimmed. Straight. Up and down. No wonder any man would be happy to receive and so proud to own his Schaefer PFM. It has what it takes to make it any man's lifetime friend. Oh. New bold styling, new inlaid point, no dunk snorkel pen filling, new massive capacity, new loss proof clip, new trimness in the pocket. Schaefer's PFM, pen for men. You've heard about it here, read about it in the Post and Life. Now, see it in person tomorrow at that the display. fine stores which feature this distinctive display. Schaefer's PFM is priced from only $10. Beautifully gift boxed, of course. They're so expensive now. They're not $10 anymore. What a small I, I watched that video one Massive night. Massive fill. I was so happy when Man I found that. Size grip. It's like toxic masculinity wrapped into a fountain pen. I want to have one. I agree with you, Matthew. I that is it. maybe the worst thing you could do for branding is feeling that you need to gender something. Right. Uh, it might be coming back. I mean, let's <sighs> hope not. So we're not <laughs> saying that Joyce would have a ladies' size pen. I meant more a more affordable cost. sort of smaller um, pen because of cost. What well, was then considered a ladies' pen? But y yeah, but yeah. I mean, I guess it, like as a sign of the time, like right, those times yeah, you might have times. a ladies' pen. But I was just thinking more of like a a more factor. practical pen. Plus, also honestly, not the, flashy. The Esterbrook purse pen is practical as fuck because it's small and it just slips right, right. in. Right. But does it fit? <laughs> does <she say>? <laughs> <laughs> Take a shot. Take a shot. <laughs> but does it fit straight up and down in your pocket like a good pen should, with a man-sized amount of ink? No. And a man's ice cream. I love that. <laughs> I love terrible. it. Terrible. That's just the worst branding you could do. Girthy. Girthy. Oh Jesus. They didn't have those words then. <laughs> <laughs> they, they just said man size. They just grip. said man size everything. Mm -hmm. They just assume you Good know. manly heft. Like what is that? It's even? got girth. It's yeah. as straight as your Uncle Don. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. We Don't. all we all know about Uncle Don. Come oh, on. Gosh. Yeah. <laughs> Don't gender your branding, kids. Don't, Don't gender, gender your, your branding. branding. Well, on that note, I will uh, not be purchasing a Schaefer pen for men. I might. I kind of want one. <laughs> what? It's actually a really cool pen. It's a really cool pen. With and and I, if you've ever, if you've ever seen one, yeah, they're really actually pretty but cool. But I, just, like, I love person. how... Can I even have one, though? Am no, I allowed to? No, no, Paul won't sell you one at his table. Yeah, you should ask your husband. <laughs> <laughs> ask your husband. <laughs> <laughs>
<laughs> don't gender your branding, kids. Don't gender your branding. <sighs> well, thank you so much, Matthew, for being on our show. I'm glad to be here. This was Thanks so for much coming, fun. Man. That was fun. Yeah. Yeah, this we, is a lot of fun. Time flies when you're having Thanks fun. Thanks, everyone, listening to me ramble about the things that I love. It's been a real pleasure. Yeah, it's been great. It was easier than expected, right? Mm-hmm. Podcasting sure. is fun. Yeah, it's a lot of fun. It's my first time doing this. I figured out what to do with my hands. I just what hold, are them you doing? My, hold them in my lap and fidget with them nervously. <laughs> <laughs> so That's awesome. Yeah. Well, I think uh, we look forward to having more guests on the show in the future. And maybe even having Hey Matthew back again sometime. You'll have do, to come back eventually. Yeah. Do I just submit my um, travel reimbursement to accounting? Yes, yeah, so send it to accounting at leakynib.com. Great. Thanks. Yeah. Thank you. So you can follow Hey Matthew on Instagram. Your website is heymatthew.com. Heymatthew.com. Instagram is at heymatthew. Anything else you want to plug? No Your way. art? Buy yeah. some art? Yeah, heymatthew.com. There's stuff for sale in the shop. If you need a graphic designer? Yeah, you can do freelancing. that Freelancing? Books? Logos. Okay. Kick ass. Church bazaars. <laughs> Church bazaars. <laughs> you can follow us on Instagram at the Leaky Nib and go to our website at theleakynib.com. You can also follow me on Instagram at Inky Cat Writes. I'm at Lemur Inc. L E M U R I N K dot com. Thanks for listening. Have a great week. What y'all doing Sunday? Yeah. Hope our mom and getting something to eat. <laughs> like eating barbecue? Yep, yep. You know. Shoo-wee! Shoo-wee! <laughs> <laughs>